Welcome to every album ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael and Sewer. I'm joined as always by my disgruntled co-host Alexander Volt. Say hello. Hello. This only is every, slightly disgruntled. Only slightly. Mostly sore from yoga. Yes. Oof. This is every album ever the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. It's a new artist. Uh, it's a new artist discography per episode, and today we'll be discussing every album by Sparkle Horse. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, before we get into any of that, if you want to help support us, like the video if you like it, dislike it if you're an asshole. It's all as simple as that. Or, I mean, I'm just going to do that from now on. I'm just going to come out, out of the gate as hostile as possible, scare just off as many new people as we can. Uh, you can also find a Spotify playlist on Sparkle Horse. Uh, you link in the description. We got playlists associated with all the episodes except for a couple that aren't streaming. Um, and then, yeah, patreon.com slash every album ever if you want to really support us. You know, bonus episodes, early access to the Loose Ends episodes, 20% off all merch, and tier two, bigger than Jesus tier. You can jump the line and request an artist for us like this episode. This was requested by Tommy. Tom is OG. Tom requested typo negative in the past. Tom is is like my spirit man. I was going to say spirit animal, but he's a person. Uh, Salt of the earth human being. Oh, hell yes. We have the same taste in like comedy and he knows all the same dumb tiny obscure bullshit that i do good dude uh fun guy and also uh eclectic taste yes going from <laughs> typo negative to this is quite the uh uh it's it's, it's interesting at least uh i'm very excited uh, hold on hold on stop the presses everybody prediction what alex hates this band i dislike yeah quite a bit yeah yeah, I saw that one coming a mile away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't dislike them at all. Oh, I don't hate them. That's quite the tur- that's quite the turnaround from uh, our Christmas episode. Yes, where- that was Christmas 2019, pre-Pandy Wandy. Uh, we did a Nightmare Before Christmas album that featured one Sparkle Horse song, and uh, that song drove Mike up a fucking wall. I really, really hated it. And I still hate it. I still hate it as yeah. much as then. It also had corn on there. Very fun. Very fun. The things we do for corn. Oh, God, I'll die for corn. Uh, but I think, it's, is that, it? I mean, yeah. So Patreon for that, if you want to suggest, and it's all cool and rad and awesome. I think we're done with that. Yeah, you really um, knocked out the plugs. Weird. Usually don't do that. Just newfound confidence I have. I don't know what's, where it's coming from. But Sparkle Horse, Sparkle Horse. Uh Cult, I'm imagining, very popular, beloved, very big in the indie world. I bet Sid. Sid probably got excited. Who Clicking is Sid? Coco Rosie Sid. Probably. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, man. I wonder Sp- if, if Sid, you're still listening. Uh, I can't imagine because we, we've so far, we shat so heavily on Coco Rosie way back in the day. I like to think he's still here. Sparkle Horse walked so Coco Rosie could run. I disagree entirely. I think Sp- <laughs> Sparkle Horse is so much fucking better than Coco Rosie. Uh, and in fact, there is stu- there's stuff here that I legitimately really, really like. Like, I'm going back to 100%. There, there's a handful of songs I like, but not enough to warrant. Uh, a return? Yes. And then um, my biggest my biggest gripe overall is I just think it's it's really boring. boring. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, no, I, I get it completely. And But yeah, going into this, I actually have heard one album. Oh, really? Not completely, you know. It, foreign to this guy so uh don't don't answer specifically but is it a big album uh sh- sure yeah okay um 
what was I going to say? Uh, so my my over, my general takeaway from this man, Sparkle is, is Mark Linkus or was Mark Linkus before he uh, committed suicide in 2010. Uh, one man guy, one man guy, one man band, essentially, but uh, bringing in like a million guest artists per, per album, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, I feel like he is a very, very good songwriter, but a not a but not a very good album maker. Because mm. I've a lot of this is like isolate these really, really somber, gentle songs on their own, and it's like that's kind of beautiful. You put it in an album full of those, and you're asleep. You lose them. Yeah. Yeah. And these aren't exactly short albums. They're not super long, but they're most mostly We're uh, about, like an hour. F- yeah, hour, fifty minutes. Yeah, and that's that's a lot for. The same extremely slow tempo with his extremely gentle voice. And there, there's some loudness every once in a while, mm-hmm. but I don't think it, it, most of them don't mix it up enough for me to kind of stay invested. That's a fair, that's a fair ass assessment, Mike. I, I hope so. That's I know a- we're, we're, we're going to get hate, but it, that means nothing to me because uh, I still, man, a lot of y'all was like, yes, this is really well written. Yes. Yes, another was like, man. Ultimately, I was disappointed by his uh, lack of experimentation. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is, uh, to me, it's like if the Flaming Lips stayed in like their '90s period, interesting, and interesting. didn't change. And then it's funny because there ends up being a song with the Flaming Lips. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's I don't. I don't like this. There's a there's a handful of songs that are good. There's two albums where I really enjoy the overall production, actually. So there's that. Some of the so production, I think, is solid all the way through, but it it ramps up and it gets like, oh, this is just really, really, really well done. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, the production is the only thing I like about it. Where like I love this production and I hate these songs or dislike these songs <laughs> for the most part. Um uh, but before we go into the albums, let's do a little little backstory, which we got. Yeah, his first of all, let me just say whoever edited this man's Wikipedia page is so crazy. They put like his humble beginnings yeah. at like the top. And then like the next thing you basically read is about him ODing <laughs> while on tour with Radiohead. They didn't even do like, you know, he grew up and whatever and yada yada yada. It's just, you know, he put out his first album. And then he died. <laughs> and then he, he was legally dead for two minutes and almost had to have his legs amputated. Like holy shit, need to use a wheelchair for six months. Required dialysis for acute kidney failure. Homeboy wasn't doing too well even when he was alive. No, no. He's obviously dealt with demons for a very very long time and it's listening to these some songs makes me more sad than others oh and that's another big takeaway these albums are mad depressing oh yeah insanely depressing it's just so melancholy like beginning to end there's some songs that are less so but for the most part that's like he's he's taking it there but not in that good way, like I like with Lingua. Or- That's different. Lingua is not <laughs> melancholy. Lingua is brutal this and is, dark. Yeah, this is melancholy. This is yeah. like where it's like you were. You just watch a loved one die, kind of thing. Mm. Whereas that one's like someone's being brutally murdered. <laughs> Eat your heart out, Billy Corgan, and your infinite sadness. Probably controversial. I'm going Sparkle Host over any kind of Billy Corgan mm. any day. I don't like Billy Corgan, but uh, I think I'm going Pumpkins over. I've never been a Pumpkins band. Yeah, no, so. no, 
Never been a rat in a cage. Never, never, never. Free baby, free as a bird. So, uh, you want to want to talk all? Okay, so he's had problems. Yes. Uh, found some success, and then the suicide. I mean, I'll, we should probably just tackle it now. Um. Yeah, for some reason, I thought he had passed away more recently. I didn't realize yeah. it was 2010, which was like, because I remember when um, that album with Danger Mouse came out and like the all the hype surrounding that. I won't get into <laughs> to how that like generated some some uh, attention, but. But um, yeah, I remember that album coming out and being a big thing, and I didn't hear anything about him dying. Mm. And then I thought, for whatever reason, I was just like, "Dang, man, this is is totally brutal." And apparently, he was breaking up with his wife of nineteen years, oh. which is really fucked up. Uh, and they found he had benzos and antidepressants in his system when he when he when he uh, during the autopsy or something. Um, also, also, yeah, his his buddy i was like who's vic chestnut and then i clicked on that guy's wikipedia vic chestnut will be on the last album we talk about oh okay and this guy i don't this guy i think he accidentally od'd because he was quadriplegic he didn't have health care because he's quadriplegic ah. quad or repair because he's using oh. his arms right there I thought it said quad. I thought it said he had very limited. So I don't know how he plays limited use of his hands. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like he can't work. So he doesn't have health insurance and he, this, he was in a lot of fucking pain. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you're in that much pain, you're probably going to take more muscle oh, relaxers. Yeah. Take what did you got? Yeah. And yeah, that was sad too. Cause he was supposed to have surgery, but he, he couldn't afford it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, uh, this, real real sad episode what a fucking downer dude <laughs> holy yeah. shit we're usually here talking shit about people bands people and, love and having fun but now it's like ah well it's kind of dark and it's then yeah kind of sad and then yeah i guess because you know for two albums he also worked with steven Droz draws of the flaming lips and that guy's fucking depressing too so dude you surround yourself with i mean that guy's like Big time, well, not anymore, but like big time heroin user. I mean, it sounds uh, super, super fucking hacky and cheesy, but like who, who, who you surround yourself with is who you end up being, baby. Mm. That's just what it is. Yikes. But, but yeah, we, we have albums to talk we about. We do. And now, well, whatever. This is fucking. <laughs> uh, so they, they have, oh, he had had five albums total technically one of them is is posthumous and it's more collaborations than anything but he's still on it um quite a bit yeah every track pretty much um but yeah five albums total first album came out in 1995 last one 2010 and here we go if you ready i'm ready hell yeah this is 1995's all one word baby all right all one word viva dixie submarine transmission plot <laughs> Kind of, kind of like those guitars. They're great. I like the song a lot. I did also note that if this was the whole album, though, I'm gonna lose it. Of course, of course. <laughs> how could, how could anybody tolerate an hour of, of this? But it's not that. This is not that. Close, but it's not that. It's, uh, 
Interesting production out of the gate, too. You hear those little space sounds in the background? Yeah, I got some uh, acclaim on college radio. Yeah, it screams college radio. So that's pretty much his voice throughout the, the whole. Yes. Yeah. He'll change it a little bit, but for the most part, it's this gentle. Just give me the the Coco Ro- Rosie gals singing on this. I hate that girl so much. A fucking Tony man. This guy any day. <laughs> This is really well written too. Those are interesting progressions that I never saw coming. All right. So yeah, that's uh, not quite a pleasant but very slow start. A little sweet, a little haunting. Um, I was glad the follow-up song "Weird Sisters" was not more of the same. No, that's a pavement style. Indian track and that's what there's a lot of like pavement on this by the way best personal favorite easily I I love this album I think it's fantastic uh, <laughs> wasn't expecting wasn't expecting that yeah I, I I was delighted and excited for the rest of the discography hearing this album whoa yeah because for for one I haven't listened to pavement in a long time and that type of indie that certain it's a production style it's a type of uh, of, of riff or progression it's just a certain feel that that pavement had that a few other you know other bands from the same area kind of had that really brings up nostalgic and warm feelings in me mm. just hits a spot and this a lot not all of it but like a lot of this was like it reminded me of that plus the writing is legitimately good um and it's it's i think this is the most weirdly enough the most diverse album i know he does other stuff but in terms of song to song the way the songs feel this is the most diverse. I yeah, I would agree with that because, you know, my eventual pick, I would say that album gets a little little samey, but uh yeah, for the most part, you know, keeps you keeps you engaged with how d- different it is like you get Rainmaker yeah. after which is a little more upbeat, more more pavement vibes from mm-hmm. that one as well. Uh Tears on fresh, fresh fruit. It's yep. the first distorted thing on the album, and it rules. I think it's great. Yeah. Strong ass riffs. Uh, cow, you get like some twangies stuff. The thing about so t- cow is like a, it's the it's the, like a seven minute track, right? Is it seven minutes? I believe it is. Uh, yeah. So it's well, the longest song by so much. I didn't even notice exactly. So that song, the main riff, I was like, all right, this is the, this is pretty generic ass riff, and then as it goes on. It, all of a sudden, the chorus like that's a really good chorus. It's really well written, and then mm-hmm. it keeps going on, and it just fucking turns it around. And it just by the end of it, I'm like, "That was fucking beautiful." God damn, that was beautiful. Um, there's a what else? Well, I mean, we, we could skip all like the transition tracks. Yes. Those are uh, you know transition tracks. Um, where is the one that I fucking love the so much? I love this so much, man. I sound super foreign. Um, where is it? You talk while I find it. Okay. I will say uh, I don't know why I like during Heart of Darkness, I kind of like noticed some similarities to his voice and Neil Young. You know, they're both like, 
Yeah. 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 Uh, one's got a heart of gold, the other's got a heart of darkness. And dude, the fucking pedal steel on that song, or yeah. like the lab steel or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's something that, that kind of disappears in later albums, but I think it was a very nice touch. This is like the only thing that has elements of country or country western stuff. Um, maybe the next one does a little bit, but it's always very light, a very light touch. Um, I th- I like the like noise on Ballad of Cold Blast Smart Bowl because it's just a transition track. Yeah. Into Someday I Will Treat You Good. I think that's like, a, like uh, yeah, that's the last thing that works for me. And then the last two songs, I'm, mm. I don't, I don't like, I'm not too, I'm not too big a fan of Someday I'll Treat You Good. It's another rocker, but it's, it's, it's just felt it was weaker than, than the rest. Sad and Beautiful World, I think is the weakest ballad on, on the album. But I do like Gasoline Horsies. Uh, it's appropriately somber closer. It's um, it's not the greatest, but it's short and it fits. You open up somber, you close somber. It's a funny thing. Uh, first time hearing this, uh, my mom overheard some songs. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, what was that? I really, I really like that. She was trying to explain the chords. I was like, I don't, this is the first time I heard the album. I don't know what you're talking about. And she was texting it to me. Yeah. Uh, so I said, well, here's, well, here's the album. Did you find it on your find it on your own, pretty much? And I sent her the name of the album and she got mad. <laughs> she was like, You kidding me? Whatever. Like, oh, okay, then Jesus Christ. And then, then she came back later and the songs were Sad and Beautiful World and Gasoline Honey. Uh, mm. Gasoline Horses. Uh but I still can't find the fucking You can't find the song. I guess you don't like it that much. I love it though. <laughs> I love it. I thought I wrote it more specifically. It's you know, it's probably just it probably is Tears of Fresh Freedom. No, put on that one. I, I think it is. That is, um, I th- maybe, well, for me, I don't know about for you, but I think that's like a standout track. Yes, this is the best song. This okay. is the best song of the fucking album. Yeah. <laughs> oh. This is like... I mean, this shit sounds 90s, but this, like, screams 90s. Hell yeah. The lower one, one, one button on the phone. The there we go. There we go. Yeah. No, no, you're good. You're good. All right, all right. I fucking really, really love that song. <laughs> yeah, I do that song. That's, uh, that's a fun, fun little rocking 90s song and that fucking guitar line is just it's, it's yeah it's very well written uh yeah it's a strong debut i think the writing is the, the absolute start of the show i don't think that writing ever comes close to this album uh, as it goes on like not even close damn uh, and it's also the most the uh i don't know the most like i said before the most variation like from song to song i'm not disappointed by the choice Whereas before next next few albums, you're gonna get several extremely slow, somber, quiet things in a row. Yes. And that's just that's bad for pacing. This is just the best pace. It's the most consistent. Mm-hmm. It's not very long at all. And the writing is killer. It's just no no brainer for me. Damn. Was not expecting that. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you always glad when Mike likes things more than when he hates things oh yeah oh yeah even me too you know (laughs) even if i don't like them i'm like all right yeah there's an argument to be made i see why this works Uh, and also it's just it feels warm i want to hear it again after i'm done hearing it so hell yeah my best personal favorite but we got a few more so if you ready 
I'm ready. This is 1998's Good Morning Spider. This song's wildly misleading. Wildly misleading. Probably one of my favorite songs he does. Great song. Oh man. You like uh throw this in a, a playlist you're mis- making with like Brainiac in there? Oh, right at home. Right uh, at home. Oddly enough, yeah. song fucking rules that song built me up and then the rest knocked me down worst least favorite oh you're out of your fucking mind i this is the only other album i like <laughs> that's not true that's not true now you're out of your mind this is this my my third favorite album yeah possibly I, second favorite i don't really like him a lot to begin with and then this i, I was this after i listened to everything i'm just like this was the one i was most disinterested in i this really felt like more of a slog to listen to than the other ones for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, it really, I really couldn't tell you like outside a pig. Like if you put it on random, I couldn't tell you, Oh, that's like, uh, that's Maria's little elbows or that's like, that song does blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't hate it, but you know, I, I so the reason I didn't like Marie's Little Lobos is because uh, I like Come On In a lot. I found it to be very beautiful. It's mm. gentle like the rest, but it's dark and dirty. And coming after that is another super sad ballad. It, it's more energy, but it's like it's paced badly. And second lesson, I was like, this is this is inexcusable to put these two songs back to back. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing to your album? Yeah. Oh, are you talking about cruel? cruel no, no. Marisol was following. Oh, Come on in. Uh, yeah. okay. Sorry. Sorry. I thought you were. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. I do like cruel son. That one fares a little better for me, but I'm like, end of the day, it's still kind of gen- generic. It's not, it's not the, it's not the most interesting. It's not anything touching the last album, but I still found it to be pretty cool. Pretty cool. And then you got a, the, like this one of the songs that pissed me off was all night home like yeah if that song was two minutes fine how long is that one it goes it goes on that's three almost 345 it's uh, just it's not very long it's very tiresome and especially tacked on towards the end that's that's the problem that there's there, well it, it, there's 70 tracks but it's not 17 songs in here it's, no, it's a lot of them like, are short yeah tra- yeah, transition stuff, but and then um, like by the time you get to Junebug, it's just so like forget like it's such a like uh underwhelming closer. I don't mind it as a closer at all. I think it's actually I see it has a star by it, so people like it. It's that's probably it. I'm telling it's a conspiracy. No one listens to the star song. <laughs> I, I think so. 
here's the, I get it because it sounds just like the rest, but I, I just can't dislike it. And it, it's mm-hmm. super minimal. Uh, and the production on it is, what's the opposite of epic that also fits as a closer? It's just super, super close and quiet, which that is his thing. Mm-hmm. And if he's going a closer, he's not going big epic closer. He's no, no, going no. extra, extra small. I think it nails it for that. But and another song that pissed me off was Chaos the Galaxy, Happy Man. Like, oh, I feel like, why? I feel like the Chaos of the Galaxy has nothing to do with Happy Man. It's just kind of these things. Radio sounds, old radio. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just it feels too gimmicky. Like, obviously, there's a I I will say there is a real song in there. There is. And if you want to put like radio effects on like parts of it to make it feel like fuzzy or whatever fine but it's just like it's like when you're one dial off of the radio yeah, station yeah. it's very yeah. like faint and there's some cross chatter yeah 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 all the the interference but see i don't mind all the, the radio stuff it, the problem is that it, it goes on for over two minutes mm-hmm. which is a little long for a gimmicky intro like because it's not like it's just the radio sound and then two minutes later the song starts. It's the song in the middle of all the radio bullshit for two minutes and yeah. then it gets louder after. So it it just feels like it's it's it feels very gimmicky. Um, I like the song otherwise, but I don't like how it's produced that way. Um, Sunshine is one that again I get it, but I just like it. it yeah. I, I like it. Le- I liked it less on multiple listens, but I still it still makes me feel nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else is on it? I'm, one one nice thing I'll say is usually I feel like horns and rock songs are inappropriate, but on Pain Birds, oh, I think the horns are actually appropriate. I do like that song, and that is it's that was well, I said a few nice things, whatever. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I like that song. It has like these clicks instead of drums. It's it's interesting. Uh, the in- instrumentation is expanding slightly. It's like not it. you would never really notice it unless you're it's, hyper aware of it. It's expanding at the, at a a sparkle horse rate. <laughs> yeah, it is expanding at twelve BPM, really. Uh, but one thing that this guy does that I think is masterful is his use of strings. Uh, the cellos and, oh, and violins—they're they're unbelievably they well get better too. They which do is crazy. Th- that in the end it became the the, the signature yeah. for this because, like, oh, this is just a you know really kind of boring poppy song or like oh this is like a Beatles ripoff but bam these strings coming like oh it feels it feels good I don't like mm-hmm. the song but those strings are fucking real good god damn and yeah so you, you you start to hear some of that on here with 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 Pain Birds and several other songs um there's a cover of Hey Joe not the not the one you're thinking of a Daniel Johnston Hey Joe too many too many Hey Joes that's only two uh but Daniel Johnston is a very interesting, interesting one. I think we've gotten requests before. Um, I would like to cover him, but there's a lot there, and it's very, it's more depressing than this. It is, oh yeah, more depressing than this for sure. Uh, so one day, but uh, I didn't realize that was a Johnston cover until like right now. But um, what was it? What was it? What was it? Um, oh yeah, the last thing I'll, I'll mention, uh, maybe last couple things. Ghost of a Smile. You like that one? I kind of. You know, like because when I first when it first popped, I was like, "Oh, this is fucking Scott Pilgrim music." Oh like, yeah, I for, so I forgot. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I had a same same reaction where I'm like, "Okay, yeah, give me this like hipster anime stuff over 
It's like fuzzed out. Fuzzy ass yeah. sort of bass. And it's, I don't like that style at all. I hate that style. In fact, I fucking really don't like that style. But it is a good song. I, will I take, think it's a good song despite that. I will take that song over most of the songs that aren't pig on here. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, that's that's basically it. There's like some some short stuff, some transition stuff. They have like the Box of Stars part one and two. Part one is like a fully condensed itty bitty tiny song like it feels like a full song but it's 30 seconds and ends immediately box stars part two is just cellos and shit um both have their place but you know fairly inconsequential uh i i like this one but i do it toward the end you it starts to lose me well well reviewed looking at the wiki you're gonna see that for a lot of these albums but that is never uh, i don't get it we've i never, don't fucking get it they rarely line up with our opinions anyway so it's okay uh but alex is worst least favorite i don't agree and i'm sure plenty of people don't agree but i do kind of get I any am, of these except for the first album being worse. i am interested <laughs> what sparkle horse fans think is his worst album though. there's no way we have any of those left <laughs> watching right now <laughs> uh, yeah i should have said that yeah because yeah. like i could see fans making arguments for almost all these albums i, I can't too. good i can't so. too well there's only one that i can't but uh yeah I, but I, I could cut whatever we'll, we'll get we'll get, we'll to get all there we'll, we'll get there so all right let's move on this is 2001's it's a wonderful life oh my bad like coco rosie loves this right the old-timey sounding things yeah but i think once again it's Far less cringy when Sparklehorse does it. It feels more like this is just what he, this is his soul speaking. The only one. I do like the production on here. The, the, the whole old record aesthetic. I think this is. I said there's two albums I really like the production on. It's this one and something else. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was surprised how good this sounded because I knew I knew Danger Mouse was coming in. I love some Danger Mouse. Right, right. But like I was like, did he, No, he had nothing to do with this one. So, this one, yeah, not yet. So kudos to Yeah, this is uh produced by Linkus himself as well as Dave Friedman, John Parrish. John Parrish, what has he done? Sounds familiar. Oh, okay, he's he performs on some of these records. He's an old uh Old song, right? All right, yeah, we this pretty much the song, Um, and uh, you know, this is not a flawless album, but for some reason, it's my best personal. I, I, I get it. This is like their most famous album, is Uh, it? Yeah, I thought something, I thought something else was. No, this, I think this is the most, the one that did the best. Um, and if it weren't for something else, this would have been my, my, my worst. Like, <laughs> like it, I said, this is not, this is, uh, it, it's not perfect. No, but it has some good stuff for sure. Like all of them have some good stuff. Uh, I get it, but I think this is where the pacing got to me. The pacing, I mean, this is probably one of his longer albums. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there are maybe songs that are too much like the Beatles, like gold day. Yep. That is a, 
very, very Beatlesy song. But However, sounds good. It is. It's a good song for one. It's a great song. However, it is not even close to the most offensively ripping off the Beatles song that that will come. That's why, yeah. I, like. I kind of gave that one like, all right, that's okay. That's fine. I'm fine with that one. That's it's all right. It gets uh, way more ridiculous. I don't know if I like Piano Fire, but it's weird production choice. How yeah. the guitars and vocals are blown out, but like the backing vocals and the drums are crystal clear. I do like the song. I don't think it's anything that memorable uh, compared to some of the other stuff, but it is. It is very cool. And you got PG Harvey singing back. Well, I think on the she's playing piano. Uh, what does she sing? No, no, no. On there, the whole album, there's, or a, just, there's a just it's just okay. that song and because there are other. Yeah, there are like female vocals peppered through. Check through. out these guests. There's these are all the guests. Who? Yes, she's only on uh on two tracks. That one and I Pennies. Okay. Uh, which I don't like that one. I don't like iPenny at all. Um, well, again, I can't even say that. Whenever I say I don't like a song with this particular artist, it's not exactly that. Mm-hmm. It's I don't like it in the album because, like I said at the beginning, like you t- you t- take it from the album and it it changes, and that is the most. I stand by that one million thousand percent with fucking. I mean, this is jumping further in the album, Morning Hollow, which well. is the closer. Oh yeah, yeah. Towards especially towards the end. So to give a little backstory, uh, the closer is technically "Babies on the Sun." Yeah, but it's, uh, I mean, it's. I think would have been a great closer, but on the this is the age of CDs, and you got to have the hidden track, the hidden track. So three minutes of silence, then "Morning Hollow" comes on, which is a seven-minute song, and takes away all of the great. Uh, moodiness that Babies on the Sun brings mm. as a closer and just drags the album on for another fucking seven minutes and I hated it. I was like, this is just ruining the album. They re-record that song for another record and I like it. There you that, go. It's the context. Is it, like That's what I mean. We're, we're covering albums, not necessarily songs. Like, yeah, these yeah. aren't bad songs. It's just where they go that I have the problem with. Let me tell you about the things I like. Yes. <laughs> Which I guess, you know, I like more than other things. Uh, King of Nails. King of Nails, real strong, real strong. Fuzzy, trippy at the same time, kind of shoegaze, but not full on shoegaze. It's heavier, but it's not sacrificing any of the closeness and melancholy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apple Bed hits a little different than the, uh, than the rest of the songs. And then getting some Dog Door. Dog Door is the best song on the album, by far. It's- by far. Tom I, fucking waits, dude. Just Holy shit. He nailed it. <laughs> I feel bad for the song after because I don't know yeah. if that's a good song or not. But like Dog D- Door should have this been Dwarf the Sick. fucking closer because yeah. you cannot you can't follow that fucking song up. This is why this band broke my heart because I heard that and I was like, anything's possible. They can do this crazy, heavy, percussive, almost hip hop sounding thing with like Tom Waits. Electronic yes. trip hop. Yeah, we can do we can do anything here. And that they never come close to anything like that ever again. Nope. Nope. Cause yeah, then it's like more, I, the, the back half, I don't, don't like, but like, who man, if this was this one through one through eight. Yeah. I'm like, all right. I tracks one through eight. And that's, I like, understand all the critical praise if it was tracks one through eight. But, oh uh, yeah. So ultimately that's pretty much what did it for me. It's just the length of it and, and the flow of it, it toward the end. It just, Man, it really drags on, and the the contenders for albums I like 
this one and some other one it's just i think the other one there was just too much more somehow more same sameness than this one so that's why on a band that i don't like it's it's kind of hard and i was just like you know what these three or four songs that i like on here i i like the most i get it but uh, this one because I, I listened to this one on a separate day like the first time hearing this it was a full day later from hearing the last ones and out the gate, I was like, this is, these songs feel like the same song. And I don't just mean because they're all somber and quiet and gentle. You can have a bunch of somber, quiet, gentle songs, but they don't feel the same. Like they don't channel mm-hmm. the same exact types of emotions. These channel the exact same types of melancholy emotions. They all feel like the, the same kind of progression, the very late late 90s indie. It's like, there's a style of writing and it doesn't change it up that much, except on songs like fucking dog door and you know you know what i will say stuff i will say i think i forgot uh devil's new just when i was like "Uh, this and this the strings on that unbelievable so good that's so good it's a hundred that song is a hundred percent mood and again it's a melancholy mood but the strings are used to such great effect like it's less song than most things on here but the way the production again it just makes it into this whole this whole fucking i'm telling thing. you if this was like 30 40 minutes mm, yeah mm, that would have been ideal <sighs> but what it is in life yeah nothing really nothing uh so yeah i can't i don't see myself going back to this aside from a few tracks but i get i get the appeal i just wish I I wish there was more. The there, I wish it went harder, went further with the weirdness. I do too, brother. But uh, yeah, you know, but that's what it is. We got a few more. So Alex's best personal favorite. Time to move on. Here we go. Now, uh, we didn't talk about it out out up front. No, we no. talk a little bit about it, about it now. What had happened? What had happened <laughs> was I usually take my notes in Microsoft Word, so I take our doc, I copy, I paste it, so I have my list of albums here. I was doing it on my phone for whatever reason, and I was like, "Cool, five albums." I go on Apple Music. Five albums are under the album category. I go to pinch off a loaf before recording, and I realize I listened to the wrong album. Which album did you listen to, Alex? I listened to Fish Tank 15. Which is a not fully canon kind of a collab album. We do get a collab album at the end, but it's that was more involved, I would yes. say. Um, you know what? I listened to the wrong album, but I was a little more engaged. This a quick like little bonus thing. I was a little more engaged due to how interesting that album uh-huh. was. I wouldn't call those songs like traditional songs. Yeah. They are um, very, very mood driven, pretty like f- free form electronic stuff. Uh, over overall, I you know, I had a I had a good time. Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, and then I found out ISIS was also part of that. Hell yeah! Uh, I, did, I didn't even know anything about the Fish Tank series. I didn't either. So like, happy accident, but also sucks for Mike because now he's got to edit 
quicker. That's all fine. But uh, it is very fascinating to have Sparkle Horse and Isis in the same conversation. Yes. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't be more, more worlds apart. Yeah, that, that record label, um, they're called Con, Concurrent, um, but spelled weird. And what they do is they try to usually pair up duos or more and they give them two days of studio time to crank something out. It doesn't even have to be an album. Some I saw some bands just crank out one song. Uh, some people do EP. Some people do albums. And um, they, I believe, the ISIS one, tracks, right? The ISIS one was the last, the last one they ever did. Oh, really? Interesting. That that one or the Sparkle Horse one was one one of the last ones they've done, which is unfortunate because. I'm like, this is a fucking cool concept. Yeah. Even if I don't, haven't heard of most of these bands they did, it's a cool concept. Indeed. It reminds me a little bit of the the John Zorn, um, the Zaffin uh, John Zorn series. Was it? Um, oh, that looks exhausting. It was, it's fascinating. Uh, so John Zorn, he, um, he he kind of did the same thing. He would he wrote a ton of music, all based on Jewish uh, religion, cold lore, mythology, something, whatever word you want to use. Uh, teachings, thoughts. <laughs> I'm gonna start referring to religion as, as lore. lore. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jesus was totally canon, but uh, so he wrote a bunch of music oriented around that, and then just gave it to a bunch of different bands. And and these he said here here's the music, make it what you want to make it. And then released a whole giant thing on it. And one of my favorite bands in the world, Secret Chiefs 3 with uh, Trace Bruins um, of uh, Mr. Bungle. They did a version. They they did a whole album on it. And it's like the one of my favorite things ever. And it reminds me of that. Like, here's this concept. I'm going to give it to these artists to do what they want to do with it here. Mm-hmm. Just have fun with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they, they turn it into this crazy Middle Eastern sounding thing like they like they always do. And it's, it's fucking wild. Uh, yeah, give artists the freedom to do art, man. That's it leads to fun stuff, weird stuff. Hell I'm for, yeah, I'm for people being pushed out of their comfort zones. Hell yeah. So now onto the album that Alex did find. I had to listen to <laughs> last night. Yep, he he got to it though. It's under the compilations in Apple Music for some like reason. Apple is really it's not a compilation. It's a it's, a, it's canon. It's a full Jesus canon album. But here it is. This is uh, 2006's Dream for Light Years in the Belly of a Mountain. Oh, this has the Flaming Lips drummer on it. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, Stephen Draws. Or, well, I guess he plays a number of instruments on here. Yes. Did someone this, say the Beatles? This, someone say fucking Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds? This is almost a complete rip. Yeah. Yeah. This is egregious. I mean, holy shit, right? I mean, come on. But here, it's now I kind of like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think this is an actually good song, but the, the influence is blatant. Those are beautiful. Um, That's what makes it a Sparkle Horse song. Yes. Just, you don't have to be the Beatles. We had the Beatles. Just be yourself, baby. Yeah. 
even that bass tone is so Beatles. All right. Although, to like, I guess it makes sense because he heard the Gray album, and I love the Gray album. And for those of you who don't know, uh, he's like a mega star now. But at the time, this this guy named Danger Mouse took Jay Z's Black album, took uh the the vocals from jay-z's black album and took the instruments from the white album and only stuff from the white album he didn't put his own stuff in there yeah everything you hear on the gray album you can find on the white album and made this really cool album uh got him in some copyright trouble but also (laughs) but also made him a fucking star so i kind of get like Oh, I like that Beatles ass thing you did. Can yeah. you come Beatles these songs up? But it's not the production that makes them Beatles songs. A little bit is for sure. It's the fucking riff. <laughs> yeah. The Beatles riff. Yeah. And like, I get loving the Beatles. I get being highly influenced by the Beatles. But you know that we have them, right? Yes. You know that people have heard them. You don't need to write those kind like those songs. No one is no one is gonna miss when something sounds like the Beatles. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna be like. You know, I never thought about it because it does something. Everyone <laughs> always knows. It's it's what drives me fucking crazy. Uh, Having said that, I like this album a lot. <laughs> I do like this album. I feel I feel like this album is a bit of a regression because it is. The last one is uneven, but like I said, the highs, the highs. are real high. Yeah. I never. I don't. I don't. No pun intended. I don't get high on this album. There are no outliers here. There's no, no. dog door here. There's no. nothing weird and like holy. Shit, that was crazy. It's just nice. Mm. Um, and and not all of it works for me, especially the pacing of it. Like track two is, is getting it wrong, which is, you know, it's the same old Sparkle Horse, but with Danger Mouse production. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's which helps to mix it up, like just the fact that it feels kind of different. But it's still, I just don't really like the song that much. Um, and then Shade and Honey is the first song in like three albums where he's singing with his chest voice. <laughs> where he actually is like, holy shit, he's not just, he's, he's actually using. Uh, I like that. And, and the fact that it, again, it feels a tad different is what's the most important because it, I'm not hearing the same song over and over again. But you will be with See the Light and Return to Me. I like See the Light. I dude, don't like Return to Me. I think both those songs are real fucking dull. Uh, like, I, dude, the strings just change it for me. And then See the Light, the strings are, are a game changer, man. Uh, and I think that the some good guitar lines and progressions overall, too. Um, but Return to Me is. It's like it was like full on. We're going back to the. We're barely even moving. That's how slow we're going here. Yeah, that one is. You know, I still thought it was boring, but at least it felt like there were some more more things going on. You know, I see there's an organ in there and some samplers and a steel guitar, and uh, it kind of shows in being a little bit musically richer than it is. Very, it is very rich with instrumentation, like. That's again, he's a good arranger, good arranger and good producer, along with Danger Bonds, obviously. But it's the writing that has really let me down. And once again, you get fucking Some Sweet Day, which is more Beatles songs. And it's like at that point, like it's just too unoriginal. Like it's, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know why I'm listening to you and not just the Beatles when you hear stuff like that. Um, two tr- the two tracks, and they're not even really amazing that I liked were Ghost in the Sky. 
This because it's upbeat. There's energy. There's I like it. Yeah. There's not really a whole lot of energy on here. No, no, no. And then I dig it. uh mountains, I guess I'll take this fuzzy blown out shit over boring the somber acoustic songs on and here. It thinks I don't have any bias toward loud versus soft neither do i a good song's yeah, a good song exactly that's why mountains doesn't work for me because it's like it's not terrible but it's something that has been written before and it has the same energy as ghost in the sky but it's just weaker so mm. it, it almost feels like it's trying to be the exact same kind of song as ghost in the sky and it's following it so it it would have done similar for you exactly i think it would have done real a lot better or somewhere else just mm. mixed up again like you put two of the same kinds of songs back to back even if they're not super slow and gentle. It's going to have the same effect. Like, all right, I just heard this. Why? Where's the, where's the variation? Good song on its own, probably, but just not good for the pacing. And then I, I wrote this before seeing Steven was on here. I wrote that. It's funny that, uh, not so hard. It sounds like flaming lips in the nineties, but this is like, Oh six. Why are you, uh, why are we like, why are we doing that? Uh, I I don't I actually kind of like uh, I like not so hard, and it's funny because before that you got Morning Hollow, which we talked about. It was the mm. closer on the last album, but now it's better here. Now I like it, and I thought it was a, a fluke because again, first listen of the last album. That's like Tom Waits effect, maybe because he is on well, he's on piano here, yeah. right? Uh, we can't even tell that it's him, but he's there uh, on the last album. Wouldn't it, it be great if his piano sounded like his voice? <laughs> 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 fucking love it It'd be great <laughs> this turns into tim the tool man tale <laughs> uh so it closes the last album and first listen to that i was like this just dragged on the album longer it's slower and boring and it just does nothing and then here i was listening to it, I was like i know this song it sounds great wait a minute it can't be it can't be and it was it's the close like why do i like it here so i, put, I was like maybe it's just I wrote down that it's probably just the context. Mm -hmm. And that was a, that was a guess of mine. I went back, did the same thing. Listen to that album. And then listen to this album. It is 100% the context. <laughs> I like it on this album. 100% of the time. I yeah. hate it on that album. 100% of the time. <laughs> it's just the, where you put it. That's, that's how big of a deal pacing and sequencing is. Uh, you don't realize that something could actually be good. Yeah. If it's followed by, or if it's uh, if it's following something that's also the same feel of it, like you you your brain craves things, variation. Yeah, and it puts you in a mood, and yeah, it's it, these things are important, goddamn. Absolutely, and that's why I like it's not so hard because it, it's the complete opposite of Morning Hollow. It's it's more yeah. it's more energetic. It's louder. It's we get seven minutes of the most gentle shit ever, and you want you're you're craving something louder. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. I do think uh, Knives of Summertime is weird for Sparkle Horse because I'm like, this could be like a, a classic rock, like oh yeah, CCR type song. Yeah, I like it. I can see people hating it, but I like it. It's all right with me. And then, yeah, the title track, I don't even know. I wouldn't even call that like a, a song song. It's like... It's like a mood piece, a it, 10 and a half minute mood piece. Yeah, and it's got like the beeps and it, this makes you feel like you're a satellite yeah. floating in space. I like it. It's uh, 10 minutes is absolutely way too long for what it is, but I do... And, and the, the actual bits of music in there really feel like a Western dirge. So it has all these space sounds with, with uh, a characteristically Western sounding guitar line, a very minimal guitar line, but still... Uh, I think it's nice. Too long, but nice. Uh, 
and that's what I felt about this whole album that it's like, it's not a step in any direction. It's a, but it's yeah, I like it's good. There. Yeah, I I found myself enjoying it the whole for most of it, um, aside from some egregious Beatles sounding stuff and even that's okay <laughs> so most of it's okay i yeah. still, I don't like some sweet day some some sweet day just because of uh, you know uh, it, it would gave me fucking flashbacks it was elliot smith Ooh, like yeah it's produced super well and it's very w- well performed but it's just you're writing songs as though you're you're trying to channel the beatles and everyone mm. can tell everyone can hear it and feel it and it just it, it doesn't feel like it's necessary it's not a fan of that dude either i uh, yeah and and, and it, well at least for me like same with him i i adore his first album i adore this first album mm. there, there's some overlap weirdly enough but um uh, yeah I, I enjoyed it more than the last one overall but it, it is this is for fans at this point i would say um but we got one more baby one more we did it <laughs> we more. did another one Oh, Always yeah. amazed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here it is. This is uh, released posthumously. This is 2010s uh, with Danger Mouse the entire way through. Dark Knight of the Soul. And then, yeah, it's funny to finally do a song with the Flaming Lips. This is one so much he's done. It sounds like the Flaming Lips. This is just ba- well, it's basically this is the Flaming Lips song. Entirely, he's on it. But it oh, lower like one beep, one beep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's on it, but this is like just a flaming lip song with Mark on it. <laughs> More. It plays guitar, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really like the flaming lips, but I hate this song. It's an okay song. My issue, my issue lies within the entirety of this album. But yeah, goddamn, like, like I didn't really feel the the like the Danger Mouse production on the last album. This one is very apparent. I think. I think it sounds amazing start to finish, even if like some of the songs don't do it for me. Um, yeah, like I I like that album he did with Karen O. Oh right, yeah, that was a good. One. Yeah, I could see like you could see a lot of similarities. All right, good. Uh, so yeah, Worsley's favorite and. This is you're fucking crazy. This this I, album, dude. Oh. I almost gave this best. Oh, you're out of your fucking I mind. Wish I, I wish I did just to argue. <laughs> oh shit. The, to to me, oh man, it came down to the the highs were this not as high as the wonderful life. And so my issue is that everybody, not everybody, but for the most part, every fucking singer on here sounds the same. It is really weird how little you notice <laughs> that these are fucking like the the difference between Black Francis and Iggy Pop should be a lot more than what it is. First of all, if you have Black Francis or Frank Black, whatever you want to call him, or uh, uh, oh, isn't it real name Charles Charles Williams something the third or something? One of the most interesting voices in rock music is just reduced. To sounding like Thompson, Charles Thompson the fourth. Oh, the fourth. He's just reduced 
to sounding like everyone else. And it's like, that's not a good use of him. He's yeah. I love his voice. I love his screams. I his love screams are great. When he's, when he's a weird high talk, talk singing kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and he's just reduced to sounding normal, but yeah, I don't. And the song he sings on angels harp. I don't like that song. It's I, noisier, I, but I, not very good or memorable in my I, opinion. I like that song. I think it's a perfect song if you let him do his thing. Do his thing. Uh, so there's there's a several reasons why I don't at all why like you this. Hate this pretty like, much. There, there. This is the only album that has songs where I really, really, really don't like. Whether the other ones, it's mostly context, or I'm bored, or it's nice, but it just I I it don't like where it is. The I hate Jason Lytell so much. Oh yeah, that song Jacob. J- it's not I, just Jacob. It's, it's Jacob. Stupid. It's Jacob and every time I'm with you. I hate this guy's voice so much. It's so grating, dude. It's so fucking whiny well, and and oh god, and the way he pronounces things is so fucking like almost Midwest. Like, like why are your R's like that? You're stop emphasizing your R's so much, dude. Stop saying where. It's where. weird. <laughs> I I say things kind of Midwest. That's true. Like, That's true. Like bag. Like or safe safe flag. Flag. There it is. Anything with an A G. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly enough. Yes. Uh but also this even if it weren't for his voice, I don't like the songs either. Um and I you know, even though I think look, if you guys listen to our Stooges episode, I love me some old man Iggy Pop. Oh vocals. yeah, yeah. Like pain. It, it doesn't even sound like that that would be better no it does sound like that put it on okay it sounds exactly like that whatever i like the fucking song i like the song i like the song too yeah, i think it i would, can't not laugh at iggy's voice on there i think it would be better if it was like more more iggy pop he just turns him back he just turns him back cat yeah. No, I think you're. I think your impression, impression of Iggy Pop more than him on this. Is this just not what I think of when I think Iggy Pop? No, yours. I don't know how to describe. No, I want the parody of Iggy Pop. Um. Also, oh, we forgot it talk about it. this was the only thing i've i've heard outside of his oh, okay. nightmare before christmas i remember like all the press this was getting because there was arguments with the label for some reason yeah, yeah. and like i remember seeing the guest lit or like the people featured on here i was like you know i like the strokes i like the pixies i like iggy pop i yeah. like flaming lips i gotta check this album out and then like thinking like the way they navigated it because it was leaked and so they released a book with a blank CDR. That's right. And Ginger it just, himself did it, right? Ah, uh, yes. So yeah. it was a book with like photos from David Lynch, who was on the album. And I'm, I'm excited to get to those. We got to get to those. Yeah. yeah we'll um, those. And then it came with a blank CD and it just said, do as you will with this. That's great. That's great. Love it. And eventually it got an official release. But I remember yeah. like because the Grey album was like such a like a big deal. And then like this, com- I'm like, this is going to be the coolest album ever. And it wasn't and i hadn't listened to it in a very long time uh 
Yeah, I, I, I really, do. I mean, because there's, there's still stuff that, that is good in here. I don't, I don't mind just war at all. Um, I was checked out at the beginning because of how predictable the, the progressions were, but it, it's, it's a good. It's still a Beatles ripoff, but the, the production fucking saves it. It's, it's the absolute star oh, yeah. of the show. This 100%. Album, the yeah. only thing I like about this entire album is the production. It's, yeah. it's big, heavy, powerful. It's it's always something you could focus... There's always something you could focus on in there. Um, I will say Little Girl... That's, yeah, that's the next one. The, the, the guitar riffs are actually like interesting on there, which is not really... It's not like a... Sparkle Horse is not like a riff-driven guy. Yeah. There, it, that's why like, the first album so much, because there was fucking riffs on there. Mm-hmm. But Little Girl... It's it's just a stroke song, like it's it's produced like a stroke song. Especially Julian's voice, it's just it just sounds like the Strokes. I especially when I was younger, I liked me some the Strokes. Um, but like I I disagree. I think who whoever did the guitar on that probably Sparkle Horse. Maybe the like it's so much nuttier and crazy. I'm just gonna. I don't think it takes a a while to get going. I think it's Let's like right it. there. So. So yes, this is the strokes as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. Like that production on his voice is like it's like, it's almost like he has a contract. Like you can I'll only sing if you produce my voice like this. Yeah, totally. Never mind. That is a strokes ass guitar riff. Man, I, I just like I fucking like it. Whatever. It's a good song. It's a good song. The best songs on here though are the David Lynch songs. One hundred fucking percent they are. I want yes a Danger Mouse David Lynch <laughs> album. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that way. But it it's, is that way. It's it's insane. Um. So like every song basically, you know, there's some return guests, but like yeah. Star Eyes came on. Yeah. And I was like, this one feels a little more sad and painful. Who's singing on here? And it was it's David. our man, David Lynch. And again, that's another Beatles ripoff song. It sounds you think just so? like, yes, uh, it sounds just like the fucking Beatles. But let me tell you the, no pun intended, the star of this show is the fucking title track. Yes, it is. It is 100% the best song on here. Like, Matt, you could get this album for free for a little bit, but, you know, if you had to pay for it, I think that title track is worth the price uh, of admission. I wouldn't go that far, but I even wrote down, like, why is David Lynch my favorite guest on this star-studded guest album? It's like, he sounds good, and it's like... He doesn't even he doesn't even sound like he's, no he's, he's not like, hey, David Lynch. Oh, yeah, the weather is 73. <laughs> no, he's... it's. It's for one, it's production again, being the star. Danger Mouse, yeah. He sounds like an old man lost in a in a in a janky prison. Like it's just it sounds hopeless and sad and really moody. And plus the Teletrek has like a lot of nostalgia to it. It sounds very old timey, has again more old record sound. It's just it's it's a very good little piece. Mm-hmm. Uh it's not like a fucking banger or anything, but it d- doesn't need to be. It's fucking nice. Um before that we got a uh, Grim uh, Augury. Augur Augury. Auguri, I can't read. Um, it's with uh, what's his face on it, Vic, Vic oh, Chestnut, Vic, Vic Chestnut, I, and I like I like that song as well because I, I kind of I felt I started reading about him because I felt the pain in that dude's voice. On yes, there. it's a strange song. I'm like, what's this guy's deal? Oh my god, I'm trying to go to bed. Yep. Uh, 
I like the song and it, I like it's more, I like it more because of like the four tracks leading up to it, which I don't like any of them at all. Uh, again, like you get, um, uh, the man who played God, uh, which is a, who's, who sings on that? So it's a oh, female fucking shout out to her face. Susan Vega. There fucking, we go. She had that, uh, was it called Tom's Diner or am I thinking it's, she had a big song in the nineties. Yeah. Suzanne Vega. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I'm not familiar with her stuff, but so, Sonny's come home with vengeance or something like that. Something, but I hate that song. It's, I'm, it's just even, like, what? I, I was like thinking there should be like more female vocals on this album. I'm and, surprised but, there aren't. Yeah. But even she sounds like Spark. Yeah. It's yeah. just like make everyone kind of sound like Sparkle Horse. It's well, so that song at that point, I couldn't fucking take it. It's it's that, it yeah. sounds so I'm, identical to everything else. And again, very Beatlesy. It's it's just this is the most egregious ripping off of everything else album that that, that I, exists for this guy. And I was I was not like burnt out or or furied. I was furied by this. Yeah. And, and it, it was, a lot of it was fatigue, but it was only fatigue because there wasn't, there was no change to the writing style. There was just, he just leaned into this sappy melancholy thing. And now you got all these other people doing the exact same thing. Uh, and where like guest artists, uh, this is going to be a random reference that last DMX album. Oh yeah. The, uh, Exodus. The, yeah. Yeah. I think that album did a very good job about, hey, Jay-Z's on this song, uh, West Side Guns on this song, yeah. and we're going to like, you know, have DMX on it, but also you're going to get the variety yeah. of having these different artists on here. That's what that's what this felt like. Not not that album, but this what this album felt like it feels more like a boring and samey compilation more than anything else. Mm -hmm. Like nothing it doesn't feel like a, a Spark of Horse album. It, does, it just feels like you get all these guests to sing on these songs that all kind of blend in together and it's not that it's, adventurous. It feels like a tr a tribute to Sparkle Horse. Yes. But oh god damn, I love that production. It's great production. It is the only thing I like here. It is this is an album that is not for me. Yeah, I, I god damn. I I yeah. It's a bum me out. <laughs> I mean, apparently it bums Sparkle Horse out too. Sorry. Uh I mean she Plenty of things bummed him out, uh, but goddamn. Well, and then, sorry, fans. <laughs> like we said, he committed suicide shortly after. Yes, yes. Well, this is. Was it after? Uh, no, this was released. Yeah, way after he died. Oh, okay. Well, way after, but uh, in the same year. Same year, but it was it was definitely after. Um. Yeah. Uh, sad story. Sad songs. Very, very sad song. So I hope you enjoyed it, Tommy. Ah, boy. I hope you don't hate us now. Uh, I think we, we give a fair set. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for fair. If the world isn't fair and people don't like hearing what they don't like hearing. Uh, and we're not here to please you, all right? So that's okay. Tommy's going anywhere. I hope not. hope not. He's a real he's, one. He's Yeah, he's a real one. Hell yeah. But, yeah. Holy shit. Man. Um, I, 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 I don't... Okay, the next band we're going to be covering, not well for you guys next week, it'll be a nice short one. But for us, the next one is going to be, I think, a very different change of pace. And I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to well, yeah, next picking up my spirits a little bit. Yeah, this you get Sparkle Horse and then two groups that don't 
Three in a row. That three in a row. That sounded nothing like nine to four, four in a row. You know what? It's gonna get real weird. It's gonna get spastic, and that's it's good. good. Yeah, yeah you, yeah. you won't fucking see it coming unless you're on Patreon. Then you see our schedule. Join the Patreon. Uh, yeah, there's, there's no way you can. Yeah, you, you can pick we're gonna, It's gonna call, get wild. Call us Planet Arrakis because we got plenty of spice for you coming up. Sorry, that was a Dune reference. All the spice that melange. Is, that is not the first time. Uh, well, I, I've made plenty of nerdy ass Dune references in the middle of conversation before, along with Lord of the Rings. Hey. Oh, also, I think I forgot to take. I, I think he has a song called Shy Halud on one. Who? Sparkle Horse. Oh, really? So my Dune reference is not. Not in vain. There we yes. go. Uh, so let's do a little, little recap. Uh, me, personally. Worst, least favorite, Good Morning Spider. Holy shit, is that for the same song over and over again? Uh, best personal favorite, It's a Wonderful Life. Not a perfect album, but the highs are real high on there for me. And for me, Viva Dixie Submarine Transmission Plot, best personal favorite. I love it. I'm going to keep going back to it. I think it's one of the, it's one of those really, you can't go, if you're into that pavement style, uh, early 90s indie, I mean, that's just, that's fucking gold. And Dark Knight of the Soul. Not for me, buddy. Worsley's favorite. God, the, the guest did nothing for me except hurt the experience, and I hate the songs. Production is Dark, amazing. Production and is David, good. David Lynch. It was David on, Lynch is a star. It was on the the fish tank. It was on the fish tank one? With the Shia Hulud song. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, you can check that one out, too, if you want. Check uh, it out. Yeah. I sure. think it's it's worth a listen. Why the hell not? Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening and watching and hanging out. If you want to help support us, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, share, talk shit in the comments if you want. All that is good for us. Uh, we have to appease the almighty algorithm. Otherwise, we'll be assassinated in our homes with no money. You don't want that for us. We don't want that for us. Please, no. for the love of God, help us. Let us know what you think. The word I'm not interested in what your best is because I think there's cases. Okay. I want to know what your guys' worst is. Leave all your picks. That's actually all, all your picks. Yeah. All your picks. That's better. That's we more well-rounded, healthier discussion. But we're only going to read the worst ones. That's not true. We'll read all of them. Yes. Uh, Spotify playlist on Sparkle Horse. You can find a link in the description. We got plays associated with pretty much most, most episodes. You can find them all at everyalbumever.com. And uh, of course, patreon.com slash every album ever. Bonus episodes, early, super duper early access to the loose ends episodes. We have a whole bunch banked. We're going to be recording another one and releasing it shortly. They're all going to be there for a while. We're not releasing them on the main feed for, for a good minute. So go to the Patreon if you want to see those, see those, hear those, whatever. Uh, 20% off all merch, of course. And tier two, bigger than Jesus. You get to suggest artists for us and make sure we cover it because that's the only way these days that we have time and the, the capacity is if we're we're told to by means of money. So please yep. do that. Thank you and thank you and thank you. Okay. We're at the end. You didn't plug. Oh, our stuff. Our personal social I mean, medias. I forgot. You're actively. I re, there's no reason for me to plug it. I'm not even active anymore, but you do it anyway. Yeah. All, <laughs> all social media at Pander Monkey. You can follow Alex on Instagram. At Mother Puncture. Don't be shy. If you do a podcast, I want to be on your podcast. And there we go. Now, last song. That's you. That's all you. I'm it is all me. Yeah. Oh, let's see here. Let's see. Well, I mean, the, what I wanted so, so much was Tears on Fresh Fruit. But we did hear a little bit of it already. We did play a little bit of that. And I, I, I wish I didn't care about that, but I do. So we got to go dog door, baby. There we go. We have to.
So Boom, I could have picked last song. Hell yeah. So th- <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much what? for listening, uh, listening and watching. See ya. Thank <laughs> you.